Welcome, welcome, welcome to the E-Lane Podcast. I am your host, the one and the only Emisha. We are having our Women's History Celebration Part 2 today. And to start off our topic of the day, we will be discussing Miss Anna Smith. She starred in, well, basically she was the only person in a film called, well, it was really a play, but um, it was recorded on film as well, Twilight Los Angeles, 1992. And so Twilight Los Angeles, 1992, Miss Anna Smith pretty much, she um, did monologues or you can say she imitated some people that Um, were responsible for some actions during that time period in which the film was set. Um, I don't want to tell you guys too much information because the film itself speaks volumes and it tells you everything you need to know. So I just want you guys to go watch it for yourselves. I don't want to um, spoil it for you guys, but Miss Anna Smith, her performance in Twilight Los Angeles was amazing and just seeing her go in between each person and um putting on um a great show she did an amazing job so I just want you guys to go check her out her name is Anna D. Smith I'm not pronouncing her middle name because I don't know how to correctly pronounce it so um but it's spelled D-E-A It's spelled D-E-A-V-E-R-E. So go look her up. She also is an author. She is also an author. Um, She wrote books called Notes from the Field, Talk to Me, Travels in Media and Politics, Letters to a Young Artist, Let Me Down Easily. Let Me Down Easy and Seven. So those are some of the titles of books that I found um, for Miss Anna Smith. And also she she was in other films and TV shows like Nurse Jackie, um, The American President, For the People, The West Wing, Rachel Getting Married, and Blackish. So you can find her. Um, in those films and TV shows as well. Okay, so next I want to talk to you guys and honor Miss Lena Horn. Um, I first came across Miss Lena Horn in um, one of my courses this semester, and um, Miss Lena Horn, she is a singer and actress, and so. She has songs called Stormy Weather, The Lady is a Tramp, Can't Help Loving That Man, Where or When, Ain't This the Truth, and that's just to name a few. She has many other songs, so if you want to go check out her music, go search Lena Horn, and all of her information will come up. And a little bit later, I'm going to... Talk about some articles that I found about her. So, yes, Ms. Lena Horn, she was in a couple films like Cabin in the Sky, Stormy Weather, 
The Wiz and Zingfield Follies. So in Stormy Weather, of course, she sung the the song that a lot of people may know her um, by the song Stormy Weather, and she sung that in the movie Stormy Weather. Also in The Wiz, she sings Believe in Yourself. In The Wiz, she was the godmother of Dorothy. Um, and then in Zingfield Follies, she sings a song. She sings a song called Love. So go check those films out. Those films are like around the time period of like the 1950s. Some of those films are like 1950s, 1960s, 70s, like that era. Um, so if you haven't watched films in that area, I highly, highly, highly suggest that you start watching those films because they tell a lot and they speak volumes. And that's just what I have to say on that. Okay, so I came across this article on the New York Times about Miss Lena Horn, and I'm going to read a little bit from the article for you guys. So... Okay, Miss Horn first achieved fame in the 1940s, became a nightclub and recording star in the 1950s, and made a triumph return to the spotlight with a one-woman Broadway show in 1981. She might have become a major movie star, but she was born 50 years too early. She languished at MGM for years because of her race. This article is called Lena Horn, Singer and Actress Dies at 92. So this was an article that was released when she passed away. Um, on this article, they have a picture of her when she appeared in Jamaica, which is a musical that ran on Broadway from 1957 to 1959. Her first MGM movie was Panama Hattie in 1942, in which she sang Coil Potter's Just One of Those Things, excuse me, <clears throat> writing about that film years later. Pauline Kale called it a sad disappointment, though Lena Horne is ravishing, and when she sings, you can forget the rest of the picture. So I need to go check that movie out myself, because that's new news to me okay so this article says um the whole thing that made me a star was the war miss horn said in the 1990 interview of course the black guys couldn't get couldn't put betty garble's pictures in their foot lockers but they could put mine um she toured the army camps of the uso um, she was outspoken in her criticism of the way black soldiers were treated. So yeah, go check this article out because it just gives so much important information about her life and everything that she accomplished and all of that great stuff. And I also found another, um, article about her on biography.com and, this is just, you know, her biography. She was born in 1917 and she died in 2010. She was born in June th on June 30th 
and she was born in New York City. Um, she was a singer, actress, and civil rights activist um, who first established herself as an accomplished live singer, and then she transitioned into film. She was signed to MGM Studios and became known as one of the top African-American performers of her time. Uh, she was also known for her work with the civil rights group and refused to play roles that stereotyped African-American women. And that was a stance they made that people found controversial. And from sometime out of the limelight during the 70s, she made a award-winning comeback with her 1981, The Lady and Her Music, uh, the 1981 show, Lena Horne, The Lady and Her Music. So, yeah, that's just a little bit of her personal background. Um, but you can go check out her biography on biography.com. Okay, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast. Make sure you give me five stars and leave a review. Follow us on Spotify. Search Amisha and the Elaine Podcast will come up. And don't forget to head over to my Instagram at Amisha at E-M-M-E-I-S-H-A and donate to at Breast Cancer Now. Let's talk about it. The perfect student. I wanted to talk about the perfect student because I felt like for a very long time that I was quote unquote the perfect student. Like I was the teacher's pet. Me and I didn't get along with all my teachers or all my professors, but for the most part, majority of my teachers and my professors, I feel like um, we had a good relationship and they didn't have any issues out of me. And I feel like I was the type of student where um, I made sure I turned in my assignments on time, if not early. Um, I made sure, you know, I would stay up all night studying, making sure I highlight in the book, write notes, make flashcards. Um, I used to just do all of the things that a quote unquote perfect student would do. Like I would make sure I was on time for class. Um, I barely missed school or skipped class or anything like that. So in my opinion, I feel like at one point I was like that perfect student. Now that I'm in college, I feel like that perfect student attitude that I had, I no longer have anymore. It's like my attitude at this point is you get my work when you get it. I'm going to follow the syllabus and make sure I follow the rules. But if you got a late penalty, I'm going to take them five points off if I have to. If your um, late policy is five, ten, whatever points per day is late, if I need to just go to sleep. I'm not finna make myself meet this 11.59 deadline. I'm going to take my butt to sleep, wake up in the next morning, finish what I got to finish and turn it in. Y'all, when I say senior-itis is not even the correct word, I'm just over it at this point. 
uh, I, I just don't have the desire to, you know, do assignments and turn assignments in on time. I just don't, you know, feel like going the extra mile to like creating my own personal study guides and flashcards and sticky notes and all this other stuff that I used to do to, you know, make sure I was learning and stuff like that. I'm at a point where it's like, I'm doing my best, to be honest, because I just, I'm over it. I I really am. I just don't want to get on these Zoom calls anymore. I don't want to reply to these discussion posts. I don't want to do any more essays. I'm just, I'm just over it at this point, but I would say starting off, you definitely need to have some type of um, method. You definitely need to have some type of method that works for you so that you can make sure that you stay on top of every um, assignment that you have while you're in school because it's so easy to fall behind because say you have a professor where you know they're a little bit more lenient and it's basically the class is like a you move at your own pace type of class you can easily fall by oh where that little accent come from you can easily fall back and pile up work on yourself when you know you could have just took time out every week to just you know handle it then instead of waiting to the last minute and having to do everything all at the same time. So, you know, I still have those, you know, perfect student qualities. It's just I don't be wanting to do them. That's my problem. But I did a good job setting the foundation first during my freshman and sophomore year. So, you know, now in my senior year, I'm just cruising and, you know, it's, it's really not a challenge for me to stay on top of my things and all of that other stuff because I've learned how to, you know, prioritize my assignments and get things done, even though sometimes I just don't want to do them. So next, I want to talk about boundaries. Um, I feel like it's very important to set boundaries in all of your relationships because it's just some things that you will and will not put up with. And it's some things that maybe is too much for you at a certain point. And you just have to be vocal and let the other person know where you're at and um, your place in the situation so that you can protect yourself. And I know it can be hard sometimes because you, because like for me, I always find myself thinking about how the other person feels and always considering how everybody else feels and not necessarily focusing on how I feel about the situation and like since for me I feel like I'm more laid back and I'm chill and I just try to go with the flow and sometimes when I just try to chill and go with the flow I allow people to overstep my boundaries and I allow them to you know, do things that I wouldn't necessarily um, put up with. You know what I'm saying? So 
I just want everybody to think about their boundaries and think about things that they will put up with and things that they will not put up with. Think about how you want to be treated. Um, and then also make sure that you respect other people's boundaries and make sure that you don't overstep your place and um, it's and you are not doing to you're not hurting other people or um, doing something that makes someone else uncomfortable. So um, just watch your boundaries. Make sure you um, stay within your limits and don't over, don't feel, don't feel bad about setting your standard and, you know, letting your, Letting where you stand be known because if you don't communicate with that with somebody, how would they know? And that's just how I always think about it. Like if I don't say it, then how would they know? Because sometimes for I know some people may have thought that they told me something, but the way that I heard what I heard may not be what they meant. So that's why it's, you know, important to be clear and ask questions. Okay, so I feel like I finished my thought on boundaries. Um, I don't think I had anything else to say. I just know that I've been struggling with communicating my boundaries and um, not, you know, ignoring them for the sake of other people's feelings. So um, that's why I wanted to talk about it because I was just going through a little something, something. So y'all let me know how y'all feel about boundaries and um, y'all let me know. Visit www.theelainebrand.com. Shop our store. We have bundles, wigs, and lashes. Do you need to contact customer service? Make sure you email shop at theelainebrand.com and guess what the elaine podcast is now on www.theelainebrand.com <clears throat> okay you guys so i found a good good place for you guys to eat um if you like Moe's or chipotle or what's the other spot called willie's yeah, I think that's what it's called. If you like those um, restaurants, then you would love this place called Gizzo's West Coast Burritos. And they have two locations in McDonough and Locust Grove. If you're ever in that area, go to Gizzo's West Coast Burritos. Tell them that your girl Misha sent you and get you some good food because, you know, Moe's and Willie's and uh what's the other one Chipotle I don't think they have shrimp but Gizzo's got shrimp yeah I don't think they have shrimp but Gizzo's got shrimp and I got the surf and turf um burrito I believe that's what it was called and it had shrimp and steak in it and it had um I think it had rice salsa cheese um I told her to squeeze a little bit of lime on mine, and um, I feel like I'm missing something, but whatever. 
Anyways, the burrito was delicious. The shrimp changed the game. And they gave you some chips and you could get salsa, guacamole, and, you know, queso and all that stuff. That's what you want. So go check out Gizzo's. They got two locations in McDonald and Locust Grove. All right, let's take a trip down memory lane. So I had this job once upon a time and I went to go pick up my check and the check wasn't there. And it took a whole big process for me to get my check, get my money. And I don't like that. And that's the one of the, like, that job is one of the jobs where I realized that I would quit and I don't care for real. And, like, that job, they I tried, I had quit, right? And so they tried to act like they was going to let me go anyways. So they tried to act like they fired me. And they didn't fire me. I quit because they didn't have my money. And, like, I feel like, how old was I when I had that job? I don't remember. It had to be like my senior year of high school. Yeah, I think it yeah, I think it was like my senior year of high school when I worked there. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. But I was just there because I needed to make some extra money at the time. And yeah, like I learned at that job that I will like whenever I'm fed up to a point where I, I can't continue to be somewhere I'm going to leave like it's no point of me being miserable when one I was only making how much was I making I think at the time I was only making like 750 an hour yeah like I feel like I was only making 750 an hour plus whatever tips I get and so I didn't like that that wasn't enough for me um so yeah, no, mm-mm, can't do it. Call 678-460-6706. You can have a conversation with me about anything you want. You can promote your business, shout out your friend or family member, or ask for advice. Okay, so Anisha's playlist. Let me go grab my phone right quick because I don't have it on me. Okay, so I haven't really been listening to music like that, um, but I did come across this new song. Well, it's not new. It's new to me. Bend It by K. Kilo, and I like it. It's a nice little twerk song. Get you in the mood. Get you lit. Get you turned. Um, yeah, so that's going to be my song of the day because I haven't really been listening to music like that. Sorry. I'm going to be, I'm going to do better and get back on it and start getting my playlist back right and share some songs. But anyways, back to the program. <clears throat> okay. Ask Nisha. So I got a question today and the question is. What do you do when you know you love somebody and you know they love you too, even if they not acting like it? And there's a lot of history and for whatever reason, it had to be put on pause. Do you go back to them and hope it improves or accept the past? So if I was in this situation, uh, what would I do if I love somebody 
and I knew they loved me too, but they not acting like it. So, first of all, if I know I love somebody and I know they love me too, and they not acting like it, I would figure out why they not acting like it. And, you know, sometimes when the other person, you know, you may be miscommunicating, you know, this, there must in there might be some miscommunication going on um that's causing you to not you know you know know for sure if that person really love you or not because you said that they are not acting like it so if you feel like they're not acting like it then you need to talk to them about that and then you said that there's a lot of history and for for whatever reason it had to be put on pause so um, I feel like sometimes, you know, when people separate and they spend time away from each other, sometimes when they come back to each other later down in the line, you know, it might be time for them, you know, to rekindle the flame, but sometimes it may not. So it just depends on the situation. Um, and I just feel like if you want to get back with them, then you need to express that to them and let that person know. Because if somebody, you know, if I wanted to get back with somebody and I wasn't sure if they wanted to get back with me, I would definitely communicate that with them and have a conversation and see where that goes. Um, but if you don't, if you're not, I would say this. If you're not sure that you um, really want to be in a relationship with that person, if you're not sure, then I wouldn't jump back into that situation because um, it'll be a waste of time if you're not ready to be committed to that person because y'all have already, you know, been there. So... If you're not ready to be committed to them, then you need to handle your other situations and figure out if your other situations, you know, if you want to let those situations go and move forward with this person. But if you feel like you can't stop what you're doing with everybody else to be with that person, then you just need to accept it and put it in the past. Because there's no point of trying to jump back into a situation and you're not 100% sure that that's the person for you. Because for me, I don't want nobody to try to come back into my life and they're not ready. Because we already been through X, Y, and Z. So if you're going to still be on the same, like, it's, you know, you don't know, then, you know, what, what's the point? That's just how, I, that's just how I see the situation. Like, if y'all not really trying to be together for real, for real, and y'all just trying to, you know, play around or whatever, it's just going to be another cycle that repeats itself. Um Cause me, I'm at a point where it's like, if I'm gonna be with you, I'm gonna be with you. If I'm gonna spend time with you, I wanna spend time with you. And I want to build something with you. I don't want to be having connection with A, B, C, D, 
And then when you when you decide you want to come around, you come around. Like I'm 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 done with that phase in my life. Like I enjoyed it while it lasted, but I just feel like right now I'm just in a place where it's like if we're not gonna be serious, then we could just be cool. And that's where I am with that. All right. So to answer your question, I definitely feel like if both of you guys want to work it out and see where it goes have fun love each other and see where it goes but if not if one of y'all are still on the fence and one of y'all don't know for sure that that's something that you want to work on accept it and leave it in the past all right stay in your lane so today i want to tell y'all to stop trying to monetize every single thing. And this is something that I had to learn. That's why I'm okay with saying it to y'all. So, for example, I once upon a time liked doing hair. It's something that I could do. And it's something that I knew could make me some money. So, um... I tried to monetize it. I tried to become a hairstylist, work in a hair salon, and, you know, working, doing hair at my house and stuff like that. So, I tried it. I really did. But when I really sat down and had a conversation with myself, I realized that I don't like doing hair. And it's not something that I can see myself doing for the rest of my life. And even though I could not... You know, don't have to worry about doing it for the rest of my life. But can I see myself doing this to a point to where I don't have to do it for the rest of my life? And the answer was no. Um, Because learning the hair business, I realized that I didn't want to do some of the things that is necessary to be successful in the hair business when it comes down to being a stylist. So that's not something that I should have monetized. That's something that, like, if one of my homegirls needed a quick little something-something and I could do it for her, cool. But as far as trying to create a whole business around being a hairstylist, that's just not the path for me. And I just feel like a lot of us feel like, oh, because we like doing something that we can monetize it and it's just, it, that's not realistic. Like everybody can't monetize every single thing that they like to do because if you, you're just not going to be the best at every single thing. And that's just the truth. Like for me, I knew that I wasn't the best at doing hair and I'm like, okay, I want to be able to make X amount of money. So that means I'm going to have to charge X amount of money. And I just honestly, being 100% transparent with myself, I know for a fact that my quality of hair styling ability is not um, worth how much I want to make. And that's just what it is. I'm not really that good at doing it. Like I know how to do a braid down. I know how to sew it in. I know how to blend the hair. Like I can flat iron a little bit, put a little curls in there, but it's not the same as someone who actually, you know, 
went to cosmetology school or not even went to cosmetology school, but somebody who really took the time to learn the skill of being a hairstylist. I didn't take the time to actually learn how to do it. I watched a couple of YouTube videos and practiced on myself and others. That's not really doing the required steps in the, that you would have to take in order to really, you know, learn the craft and get better at it and pick up on all these different trends. Like, I don't care what anybody says. I don't know how to lay down a frontal. I be trying. I really do. And some people say it be looking okay or whatever. But in my opinion, it just don't look right. And I know that. So I'm not finna sit up here and try to monetize me doing frontals when it really don't look that good in my opinion. So I said that to say that, you know, Everybody needs to find their niche, find your lane, and stick to that. And because it's just you can't do every like everybody's not good at everything. Everybody has their strengths and everybody has their weaknesses. And I just feel like some things you just don't have to monetize. Some things you don't have to try to turn it in it into a business if you like doing it just do it just because of the enjoyment and not trying to turn it into a business because then I feel like you're just gonna waste a lot of time energy and money trying to make money and you end up spending more than you're making because the business is not gonna be successful because you're not really skilled or the best and you don't really stand out in that in whatever it is that you're trying to do and that's just something that I had to be honest with myself about I'm not a great hairstylist I'm okay I'm good just like makeup like I can do it a little bit I know the steps but it's just not the same as someone who actually takes the time and they are actually constantly learning and practicing and really, you know, investing in the quality of their work. I just, you know, watched a couple of videos and start doing makeup on myself. You know, like that's just something that I just had to be real about myself about. Real to myself about. So that's just my little spiel on that. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Elaine Podcast. Like I said at the beginning, I am the one and the only Amisha, and I will see you guys in the next podcast.